everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sit Your Axe Down. I'm Kyle, and up above me there is uh, Lucas, and this is actually round two <laughs> for episode 4.5. We actually um, did the episode yesterday evening, and uh, unfortunately I forgot to test things and Lucas's audio didn't come through. So this is round two. We uh, I went back and tried to decipher everything we talked about and put together an outline. So we put together the virtually an identical episode to what we did uh, last night. And um, yeah, that's where we are. So maybe a little longer this time. That one was a little short. So yeah. Yeah. I think we were 27 minutes and we want to try and get a full half hour. In, so, um, but first things first, we're going to go over uh, a couple different things. We're going to go over the uh, winter pro league or I'm sorry, spring pro league. Uh, members we'll go over bids for the winter pros for WATC and we'll go over the WKTC bids as well and then we've got some tournaments coming up what what do we got coming up um Um, so next or the next tournament coming up um of a decent size not that's been advertised and uh, attracting more than just locals because there could be another one that we don't know about that's a smaller one. But the next one sure. coming up, Triple Crown um, yep. at Savage Society, I believe. Yeah, I think that's uh, this, this weekend, the 24th yeah. through 26th. Yep. And then immediately following <laughs> that is going to be a Keystone Classic happening in the following weekend. Yeah, I think 31st through April yeah, like 2nd. So. On April Fool's Day. So That's right. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's what we've got today on this, this little episode. And, um, we're going to start it off with the spring pro league members. Um, so we put together a little, uh, scrolling list of the entire, um, group. So sit back, spend the next 60 seconds listening to, um, some cool little music uh, with the pro league members for yeah, and uh, if you're listening to the audio only version just um hang out for a minute yeah hang out it'll be 60 seconds so just just a 60 second we'll be, break here so be right we'll be back right back i wonder All right, and we're back. So we did uh, we did figure out that Lucas's audio was probably still on, um, although the uh, Power Rangers esque rock and roll music um, probably drowned out most of it. Um, but we'll make sure we cut it off in the next couple. So uh, that that was the uh, spring Pro League uh, members. So 
Ring Pro League. Who was who was the yeah, last so one to get in? Was it interesting uh, stats? Got a couple of stats for that. We got um last one in the lowest average that you could have to make Pro League was 134th place on the global leaderboard and at 55.21. Yeah, I think we had made a prediction like in episode three and a half where we were kind of looking at it. We, we, uh, I think at the time we were purely just looking at 128th place. I think it was like 54.96 was that. And I think we were, I mean, we were just saying like 55 because we just assumed there were going to be some marathons and some things that were going to bring it up to 55 at least, which isn't a whole lot higher than what it was, but, um, <clears throat> but several people higher. So I think it's interesting to see kind of how that went. And just for a reference, uh, 55.21 um, last year, um, same season. So exactly a year ago, almost would have been, 59th place so you would have been well within the top half of pro league um and then in 2021 if you would have thrown that same score it would have put you in 15th place so would have got you a pro bid in 2021 um (laughs) so just kind of interesting to see you know how much that's changed um shows shows that uh everybody's getting exponentially better so yeah i mean that's a pretty crazy crazy jump probably should have looked at and i guess i can really quick i wonder what the last person in pro league got and this might might not be a hundred percent correct because i'm not going to take the time to look for um people that might not have thrown enough kills or anything like that but just just purely purely looking at 128 yeah, 128. Or we can official. just do one, 134 since that's about what it was this time. Okay. Well, let's see. So for that, um, 134th place, so exact same place, was a 51 average. So an increase from <laughs> Shoot. 20. That's 2021. Oh, okay. So 2021. 51 average so a jump in four points in one or sorry in two years and a jump of let's see official 2022 a jump of 134 with a 53 and a half so pretty much two on points. par yeah. for two points a year is is kind of what what we're seeing and that's, as that's far as just looking at winter for 2021 and 22, right? Correct. Yeah. So I mean, a full year for both of them. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. That's great. So I also wonder if you could go back and if it would be almost half a point every season. That's probably because then probably you right. know that would add up to the two points. But <clears throat> yeah, just interesting to kind of look at and see. Um, we got the. Uh, a list of the people that got their pro bid that our next video yeah that's the next that's the next one up here we'll remember to shut your your audio off but, yeah uh, yeah so our next next little clip it's only 30 seconds long so stick around same awesome music um you know channel your inner power ranger from when you were a kid 
Uh, but yeah, we've got winter WATC Pro Bids uh, coming up right now. So we'll see you here in uh, about 30 seconds. All right, and we're back. That was the pro bids from the winter season. So the top, was it 24? Yeah, top uh, 24, excluding people that either A, already had a bid, which would only be Dylan, Dylan. this season, um, and excluding anyone that wasn't already in pro league. Yeah, so there was a couple because um, I think uh, I think the last one in was 27th place. So that would yeah, uh, so. That would be or or they didn't throw enough kills, which I don't think there was anybody in the top twenty seven or top twenty eight or whatever that did that. But I don't think so. But yeah, if you weren't in pro league last season for some reason, or sorry, this season, I don't know. If you weren't a pro already though from worlds or from the fall yeah. season, then um then you weren't eligible to get a pro bid as well so it dropped down to 27th place which was dan brad nielsen yep um with a great score of 58.3 yeah let's see what and, uh what did we find on 2021 and 22 let's see if it's right, just so as crazy a jump 20 2021 that would have put you in third place on the global leaderboard <laughs> shoot so you would have been you know top three in the world um with a 58.3 and then in 2022, it would have put you in 10th place. So still top 10 in the world. That's um, pretty crazy. Since we just did the same thing, might as well do it for this as well. Um, so let's see. This is 2022. So in 2022, 27th place was a 56.39. Look at that. 2022. Exactly two points. That's right. So now 2021. I'm guessing 54.3. Let's see. Uh, 21. Nah, it'll probably be different. Was Because I think this 21 was... <clears throat> 21 would have been the first season with the bullseye. With the small bullseye. Correct. Yeah. So let's see. 27th place. 54.5. So almost, I mean, within two tenths. That's that's a pretty consistent uh, across the board for hatchets. So. Yeah. So two points again. Twenty seventh place was fifty four point five and twenty one. Uh, twenty two was fifty six point three, and this year fifty eight point three. So looks like everything is kind of trending in a two points per year. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you're right. I bet it's a half point per season. Yeah, somewhere around there, I would think. I mean, I'm sure there's seasons where there's maybe like, if you looked at one specific number, that might change. Yeah, but um, basically, and I bet if you look at the top, it's probably not changing. Oh, very I'm, much. I'm sure. I was just getting ready to ask, like, what was your 
placement and stuff for 2021 and 2022. 21? 21 winter? I was in sixth. Yeah. This is is my come out. Uh, That was kind of when I just started. I I think the new bullseyes when I started to really throw better. But but also interesting to look at. I did that. I do remember this was a seat. This was a marathon. I had invited a lot of people from all over to come throw with this marathon. So I had a lot of top throwers there. And we, um, I remember getting a bunch of crap because I, I threw really well for the first uh, 14 games and I went for 28 kills and then I stopped because I really wanted to get my bid. And I think you, <laughs> I think you had to be maybe top 10 at that. I'm not sure what it was. It might've been 24. It was either 24 or top 10. Um, but I remember just wanting to make sure that I got that. So I stayed down for the rest of the rest of the season. So that was my last season going for only for not going for at least 56 yeah. kills. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think the top hasn't jumped a whole lot because Miguel that season had a 59.5 average. Yeah. So like, if you just look at even, I'm pretty sure that's really close to what I had in 22 winter. I think I had the number one score in 22 winter. Let's see. Um, and I think it's somewhere around that same score. So you don't see a lot of jump. Yeah. 59.82. So there's not a huge jump in. And then what were you this season? Uh, this season is. Or actually, I mean, if you're doing yourself, yeah, if you want to do yeah. the top. Yeah, Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, six, yeah. Teats, teats you, miss out, you miss that last kill shot. And, yeah. <laughs> and you're like. Uh, yeah, Teats uh, got me with uh, 61.14. Nice. And I had a 61.04. Yeah, you suck. Difference of three <laughs> points. Yeah. Um, three people in the 60s, though. That's good. Um, this season. So Dylan, myself, and Jose, um, who had a, another season of 1574. I had um, two seasons, 1688, 1689, and a 1577. Uh, my 1577, though, I think might be the most kill shots anybody's hit in a season. Oh, really? Um, Did you do one yeah, where you it, dropped one? Yeah, if I didn't have a perfect game going into throw eight, like if I'd thrown a five, I would drop on throw or sorry, going into throw seven, I would drop on seven and go up on eight, nine, and ten. Um, and so I think I had I didn't have that many sixty fours that season, like four or five maybe. But I had um sixty three for seventy six on kills or something like that. Shoot. And I think before that Tyler had done an maybe an entire season of spicy dice one season last year. Yeah, because I know I, think I know he... Ryan uh Ryan attempted that at one point last year. That's the the season that bumped him out of Pro League. And then uh and then the season right after I think Tyler did it and uh and I think Tyler's season kept him in Pro League. Because he hit all, he hit more kills, which was which he hit was really 60, cool. I think he hit sixty-two, so I think I only beat him by one. But I think he might have went for more attempts. I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't go back and and really break it down. But I think when I looked originally, I only beat him by like one. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. It was. I 
I already had that 1700 season and I didn't think that Dylan was going to throw a stupid marathon and beat it. So <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't really care either way, but it, um, it was just a, uh, I just had more fun with that marathon. And so it was, it was good. It was good practice for kills. And honestly, that was the last, uh, league that I threw before the cut. So yeah, maybe it paid off. So, so Dylan threw, I think Dylan's league this winter would have, would technically be the highest league ever at this point. Yep. And then your, you had the highest league after that. And then yep. I think Tyler Seidel had the highest before that. I know Tyler got, yeah. Tyler got like an award from Waddle for breaking that record. Did you, did you get a plaque for that? Did he get an award for that? I don't think he did. I think the award was just rookie thrower. I feel like he got a plaque that said like it had his league score on there and it was like highest. It might've had his, I think it might've had his league score, but I don't think it was purely for that. I think it was just. I think, I think Waddle needs to. to I mean, it would be cool. Pony up the plaque. I mean, mean, Lucas deserves one for breaking one. And and I think Dylan deserves one for breaking it again this year. So it's at the venue, but I do have one that they never gave me but is for me that I ended up getting from Ben McDonald because they didn't, they didn't ever get the little placard part made that just has your name on it. So it just says um, world record for most consecutive bullseyes in 2020. Oh yeah. When they did that, um, what was it? World ax throwing day or something like that. Yeah. So we were at um, bullseyes at the beach uh, in Pompano and they it was the same day as that thing and i had to convince jenna and other people that were staying with us like hey i would i just want to go in for like an hour and just try on and the guy that owned it at the time to them to them that's three hours yeah and so (laughs) because uh, that's what they did well because we were going to go to the beach it was like our one day off oh yeah um like we were done with the tournament so i convinced them to let us go i was embarrassed by 13 which is how many i hit (laughs) at the time <laughs> and i was like i'm not winning. even yeah i was like i'm not even gonna submit the video and then last minute like right before i was like i guess i'll send it in anyways like they might have like a consolation prize for like third place or something but the most annoying thing was at that point my throw was much slower sure. and i took a very long time to throw so 13 took like five or six minutes and you were supposed to take the camera up to each one to prove that it was a bullseye so it just really got you out of your flow. And it was really annoying because I got to 13 like three or four times in a row. And finally, Ian was like, just forget it. Like, I feel like I, I feel like if you were doing something like that, someone else should have had a camera going that they yeah. could go up and confirm. Um, that way, I you, think that, you could just continue your. Yeah, they thing. like wanted to see 12 foot and that every time. And so it was like, even when it was like down the middle, they had said in the rules like they needed you to go up every time so it was just like a weird flow thing and it just kind of it didn't work out but um the next uh thing that they did that same weekend was smallest bullseye and i actually won that as well oh yeah so that is actually how that's how i ended up with that queen of hearts um i have the jenna throws the prototype queen of hearts um it was a i don't I, if i remember correctly it was like a 16th of an inch i mean we literally like went up there and took a sharpie and just like dotted it on the board yeah and 
it took me a couple of, like I think we all threw at it. It was me, Theo, and um Ian. And we all threw at it like five or six times. And I was like, all right, are you recording this time? Because I'm gonna hit it like halfway joking, but and then I split it down the middle. And yeah. uh so that was that was cool too. But nice. um all right, let's get into knives. We've yeah, we got off yeah, track. Yeah, we diverged a little bit. We're definitely gonna hit 30 minutes this time, but yeah, we're gonna go. Uh, one more 30 second clip here. So last time you can channel your inner power ranger for the next 30 seconds. Here are the WKTC knife bid winners. So see you in 30 seconds. We are back. Uh, that was the winter WKTC bids from Knife League. Um, that basically is your what is it top top twenty? I think they do. Um, ultimately, yep. ended up being twenty second place. That was the last in because we've already got four people who have bids. Comp obviously from the from being world champion. And then Lucas got his bid at Cascadia. Um, Tyler Flynn got his bid at Capital City. And yep. uh, Garrett Rice um, got his bid la- or a couple weekends ago at the, the Clash at the Cut. So um, those are the, were the first four in. Um, if you're into March Madness, these are the first four in. And the <laughs> next 20 in from winter, um, which ended at 22nd place, um, who was Mike, Dixon. Mike Dixon. Mike Dixon. Mike yeah. Dixon. Yep. Uh, with a 45.3. Um, and that same 45.3 would have put you in third place a year ago on the leaderboard. So Shoot. pretty interesting to yeah. see. Um, I wonder if it is trending in the same fashion. I guess I could have clicked around on this while we were doing literally anything else, but let's see. <laughs> um, all right. So 22nd place. What any guesses? Uh, 22nd, I'm going to say, actually 22nd, I'm going to go and say 39, but, um, you were close. Oh, really? 40.68. 40.6. So it's about a five point difference. Yeah. So I do, which which you kind of expect because. Yeah. This is a, a bigger difference because, um, uh, this was the first, time you could use new knives and some people didn't even have them yet uh like True. for example i know my first season i didn't throw the first week because i didn't have knives um, so oh of 2022 yeah right so 2022 was the first new knife season gosh what did i even throw oh i, I started with the lancelot i threw a lot of different things i don't even know yeah. But I ended up throwing Crusaders for most of it until I switched to Blackhawks like halfway through the year or something. That's about the same for me. Um, but the um, but actually just threw my Blackhawks uh, for the first time 
since worlds um like last weekend i had some customers in and and uh, they were asking questions about about the different things we do for league and stuff like that and the only things that i currently throw that i had i had my big axe and my hatchet but i didn't have like my current knives the only knives that i happen to have in my new location um were those black ox because i'd brought them there and just left them there because at this point they're useless so yeah minor minor (laughs) there too and that's actually the last time i saw mine one of my (laughs) employees was showing somebody the knives this earlier this week and i was like oh i forgot about this yeah me too Um, but that same four point jump is still kind of relevant because i i just happened to see mike dixon was in like um 19 what place is he in in that season a year ago he was in 15th place almost exactly four points lower at 41.39 and this year 45.3 so still a four point jump at least for him yeah very small amount of data there but interesting to see and i think everybody's scores went up and then and i think they all kind of dropped back down just a little bit with the new knife modification stuff that happened this year um so interesting to see the the changes i think i think we might see i think we had 250 averages last year myself and and um antonello i don't know if that's exactly how you say his last name but i think, um, I think that's right he uh i know he had a 50 average season i believe as well there might have been some other people i'm not positive but I think I think we'll see it get back to that point by the time this year is over. Yeah. Um, most likely as people get a little bit more comfortable with the knives um and and decide on one. I know for me I I switched knives this season like three times at least. <laughs> and maybe even f- like four or five depending upon how it went back and forth because I broke a knife unfortunately. And so then I was down for a little bit until I found a replacement one. And then I also had a, um, I started with Highlanders, went to Barbarians, went back to Highlanders. I think I threw a week of, I threw one week of stock Blackhawks. Um, (laughs) And then ended up uh, now i'm throwing barbarians again i sold a set of barbarians and then bought another set that's how unsure i was nice but now um, why do you why do you think you switched so so to me highlanders offer quite a bit of coverage yeah i would love to throw the highlanders i wish i could throw highlanders do you just throw barbarian more accurately no, the well, maybe a little, but I, th- I think I do throw it more accurately, but because of the shape of the bottom of the handle, because it's rounded and not flat, not flat, yeah, because it comes to kind of a point. It oh yeah, that's right. It, does, it kind of te- yeah, okay. Now it's like a teardrop, and so because of my grip being um, on my pinky, resting on my pinky, I can't get a. I, I don't feel like I can get a consistent grip with it because if i put the point of that teardrop in there it kind of hurts because i'm a baby but otherwise i feel like i'm now gripping like on the front of it and when i do that on the front of it 
I feel like it changes my rotation too much. And it's just inconsistent. It's not so much that it changes the rotation, but I'm not sure what it's going to do on each throw. So I was having a ton of under and over rotated within the same few seconds of each other. And so because of the new modification rules where you can't adjust the length of the, you can't grossly modify the length of the knife. um, Mm -hmm. You can't trim that down flat. Also, I don't know that you can trim it down flat because they've got that hole in the bottom. So if you did try to trim it down flat, you'd have like a bottom. I wouldn't wouldn't need to change it too much. So I've been thinking through some ideas on how to, on how to get it to where I can possibly use them still. Um, I just haven't come up with a great solution yet that I think will work. So I'm working on some ideas though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be cool. I mean, you can add scales, right? You can. So what's to prevent me from adding a scale that is flat at the bottom? The only thing I would say is scales at some point you're, you're going to hit it and it's going to shear off. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my fear, but I think if I can somehow utilize the hole that's already in the knife as a securing point for it, that I might be able to add a scale that is easily replaceable. I think if you just tried to do some form of epoxy. Yeah. I mean, that would probably work too. I have the same fear though, that if that broke in the middle of a game, I might not be able to fix it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably true. I mean, you could probably put a piece of tape over it. Cause if you, if you, yeah, if I could find the other piece, yeah. One side, I don't know that it would like, I mean, I guess it probably would shear off, but I mean, I would think it would just like crack or chip or something like that. Yeah. I think it would probably just chip the whole piece off. And then I would, I mean, I could also just buy another set and like have like, surely I wouldn't ruin three of them in a tournament. You play play pretty risky sometimes. Not risky, but like you, you definitely like to try grouping. So, yeah, but I usually try to come at an angle. So hopefully I'm not hitting the back of the knife. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, I've been coming. I've been trying to think about it a little bit, but honestly, the barbarians have been working okay. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't looked into it too much. But I do know that I did get much more coverage with um, using the Highlanders. So yeah, and and by coverage too, like you're you're still not using them like what people were using the Blackhawks, where they were under rotating the coverage. It's just that you were sticking them in perpendicular and it was going deep enough to provide you. Correct. Yeah. They're just bigger. They're just bigger knives. Yeah. yeah. And so it just gives me better coverage. And then, you know, especially on a harder board, um, mm-hmm. I mean, a barbarians getting little to none. Right. Um, but if you do slightly under rotate a barbarian or on a slightly chewed up board, um, yeah. they get pretty good, yeah, coverage, good coverage too. too. Yeah. So, it just kind of depends on the throw and, and the boards and things like that. But I can stand a full almost foot closer with the Highlanders too. Really? Yeah. Are they um, shorter? Uh, I don't know. And maybe added, it's be- does the weight like maybe uh, it's ratio. something with it might be something to do with the weight. It might also be that that non flat bottom makes me rotate it a little faster faster, i'm not sure but i literally was standing like right at 17 or like an inch or so behind it 
to where now I do one at least length of my foot. So maybe not a full 12 inches, but um, like uh, 17 and 10 inches or something to um, from where I would stand before. So I definitely stand a little further back, but it's not. not yeah, that's, actually, that's why I changed my like stance for two rotation, because I feel like if I'm standing closer, um, regardless of my stance, I'm going to be more accurate. Yeah. Um, which really bugs me because like, I would much rather have the exact same throwing stance as I do up front. Um, but I do have to stand a little further back and just like have that thing in my head where it's like, I would rather be closer uh, to the target than farther away. So, yeah, but it works for you. So it should, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the one thing that I, it's the one thing I wish I could fix. Um, but I would rather stand further back and keep the same throw than change my throw to just be able to stand a little bit closer. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I had some ideas of what I was going to do to my Blackhawks this year that I was going to really experiment with, but Can't now I'll never really know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to shorten the handle. Sure more than the blade and keep more blade to see if I can get it to rotate faster. More weight on top. So yeah, it should rotate quicker, but didn't ever get to really test it. So yeah, who knows? Yeah. Unfortunately rules, rules are different now and uh, we got to follow those new rules. So yeah. So that was, that was whining uh, because I'm not petting him. So if you can hear whining in the background, I'm (laughs) not doing anything. I could do. Mason's just being a diva. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so we digress a little bit again, but that's okay. We, we love these longer extended episodes. So, um, so yeah, that, that kind of wraps up winter. So winter league is officially done as of like a week or so ago. Um, spring league coming up really soon starts Saturday, April 1st, I think is the first day runs through June 4th. So, um, two months, that's, uh, I guess now you got to finish. Uh, I mean, pro league, obviously that's still going to be the same. So, uh, yeah, ideally so, top one thirty, one twenty-eight to one thirty-four-ish, um, yep. depending on where people end up. And yeah, I think you be, can estimate, gosh, it, it's probably going to be somewhere around 55. 55.7 for a pro league. If you go that yeah. half point realm. Yeah, if we if we're right and our very limited use of data, then it's going to be about a half point jump. Yeah. So yeah, fifty five point seven five is what I would imagine is a good, good, good aiming estimate. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So if you're trying to make pro league, that's what you got to get fifty five point seven five. Um. You can use Tyler Flynn's cool calculator, um, and yeah. see what that means that you got to, I mean, after you throw a week or two, you can see like, all right, this is what I'm on. I'm on course for it, or I'm going to need to throw a little better, throw a little less. I mean, go for all kills, not go for kills. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, the other thing is that for knives and for that pro bit, if you are already in pro, you now have people out of the way. So that's right. For example, um, knife, you just need to be top 40. So, or well, 40, you could probably be like 42nd, 43rd, something like that. Depending on if people 
if if those people continue to throw yeah correct so assuming that the top 20 still finish in the top 20 which might not be the case necessarily but assuming that they finish in the top 40 you actually you're fine as long as you finish in the top 40 so as long as nobody has a drastic drop um does anything crazy then you will be able to get your bid that way and same thing for pro league um, assuming that the top 24 finish within the top 48, um, then you will also see that you need to be like 50th place. Yeah. Um, for that. So be interesting to see kind of where that number shakes out to. Um, yeah, we should, I don't we should really like feel like put all these numbers in a spreadsheet and then we can kind of keep track of them all year. And- yeah. Um, another interesting thing I think would be to see how many people got bids from a marathon league versus a standard eight week league yeah, or seven week league. Um, I don't really have the capability, but I do know somebody that does and I might ask him to look it up. So see if Tyler can put that together for us. Um, and just see, you know, like is a marathon a good thing? I, I think that it's easier to get a high score on a marathon league. Um, because I have had some of my, like I had my best big X kill season in a marathon league. Um, I think I went 20 for 28 or something like that last year at some point. But yeah, I think that there's also a chance that you're off on that day. And now you're just trying to fight to not embarrass yourself. So Marathons can be good or bad, but I I think it would be interested to see what the um, ratio is from people that got it from their marathon or I guess their highest score because like you probably they probably still could have gotten in with their other one, but maybe their marathon was higher. Sure. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, so um, get your get your leagues ready uh, for spring. Uh, yeah. It, did you say it's already up a second ago when you were looking? It is Spring. already listed on the uh, it, dot org. The other day it was not available to make a league with it. And so I was just curious if it is now. So yeah, I'll just it looks look. my guess is it is is put up at this point. It is not. Created. So like right now you cannot start your spring league yet. Which I wish they would let us do it. Maybe they'll early. do it still like a, yeah. I mean <laughs> Just so that I could go ahead and put the people in. Yeah, for sure. Um, Because like we have our open house tonight and if I could put the people in now, then it saves me having to do it the night of league and uh, starting late and all that stuff because we already have so many other things. You're doing yours early because Keystone is next Wednesday, so you can't. Yeah, because originally Keystone was nothing or had stuff on Thursday and now they do not. So we're going a day early to build a... Well, now we is weren't. Melee, we're not going for this, but we is are. Is melee no. on Thursday? No, melee is on Friday. Yeah, there's nothing at all Thursday. Nothing at all Thursday. So Thursday, we are literally just building a target at Ian's house. Two targets. Two targets. We. Yeah. Like you mean you we. and me because Ian's gonna sit in a chair. Yeah. Well, drink, Ian's gotta get it. Like, yeah, he's gotta. He's well. He's gotta get us drinks and yeah, that works. Snacks. <laughs> He, oh, there's going to be tasty cakes for sure. <laughs> Every time I see, ta- there's a tasty cake distributor like right down the street from where I'm at right now. 
Whoa. In the same same industrial complex that we are. I need some. <laughs> I can't get them around here. I can't find any of the good ones. Like there's Tasty Cake brand, but none of the good Tasty Cakes. Yeah. Yeah. You texted me those like butterscotch something or another's, right? Yeah. Crumpets or crimpets or something yeah. like that. And then peanut butter something. So you're a, Might you're be a, peanut butter patties. You're a butterscotch fan? Not really. Really? But it's just good. Yeah. I, uh, I would never like pick butterscotch as a flavor that I wanted for something. I got sucked into um, buying marshmallows off of TikTok. Uh, TikTok, this marshmallow co. I don't remember how how it came up, but I, I get you see these little TikToks of these crazy looking marshmallows. They come from Australia, and I got yeah. You keep talking about them, but I haven't seen them. one. They're they're at home. Um, they're they're probably going bad. I spent like a hundred dollars on marshmallows, which oh, is ridiculous. Most of that was like shipping. It costs like thirty bucks to ship it from Australia, but it was worth it. They were they're they're good. Um, we got like a little bit of all their flavors, but one of them was a butterscotch one, and I myself am not a butterscotch fan either. But it was it was really good. Yeah, I think I will, you would like the. I will plan trumpets. on trying to bring now them with know. us um, to. Uh, when we fly out, so I'll have some try and bring them in my backpack. Okay, it is crimpets with a K. Crimpets. Yeah, crimpets, and then the other ones are just peanut butter candy cakes. All right, so you heard it here first. Lucas will intentionally use <sighs> kill shots if you bring him butterscotch crimpets to the match when you throw against him. Mm, I see a limited edition black and white crimpets. It's like a chocolate cake with a white icing. Those oh. look pretty good too, <laughs> but that's, those are good. My other, um, the other thing, shout out to David Sycon when he goes to Canada, he will usually bring me back some, uh, he knows that I love Canadian Kit Kats. And so I have, uh, I've been <laughs> uh, rationing them. Um, but I keep uh, Canadian Kit Kats on deck. I have, uh, they they also uh, for the next one remind me I will open one for the podcast. Okay, I've never had There's, one, so we, you'll have to split it. So yeah, yeah, oh no, I'll bring one. Um, remind me, I'll try to bring them. But the the way that they open is like some some stuff you'd see on TikTok that like is just like really cool to watch. Yeah, like sorcery. Yeah, like they <laughs> have a little like pool tab in them. And it just opens so cleanly. I don't know. You got to watch it. I got a video of it. <laughs> I can send you. That's but, cool. Yeah. We, uh, we just keep digressing. Um, I mean, I think it's good. What? Um. All right. We have anything else? That was yeah. It. Keystone. Keystone is next. So Keystone yeah. is. Oh, you asked. You asked when Melee was. Melee, I think, is Friday. I Friday. honestly don't know. You're in charge of the team, so you should know. I'm just merely <laughs> going to show up. So, yeah, that's a good question. I, I'll find out today and shoot you a message. But um, yeah, first melee, so new format. Um, so it used to be two hatchets, big yeah. axe, and duels. I'm sorry, duels and then big axe. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now it's hatchet, knife, duels, big axe. So knife's thrown in there. So that'll be interesting to see um, how well knives works. And it's it's different too. So in a melee, you have two halves. Um, the first mm. half, the knife match is all from single rotation. In the second half, the knife match is from two rotations. So um, hopefully your teams have 
two knife throwers, maybe one that's better single rotation, one that's better at two rotation, and you can use that to your advantage. But yeah, there's going to be some interesting strategy, I think, for knives also. You think? I don't know. I'm interested to see. Because, I mean, let's imagine that your first throw, second half, two spin is in the four. Right? So what are you doing? The rest of, what are you do, what are you doing with your next two throws? Right? So like you're trying not to get zero. Yeah, exactly. So are you just going for a hard three? Because I mean, now with them if, if you the, go for a hard three high and low, then well, yeah, but high or low. Yeah, but you're really hoping for I mean your tolerance is small. I mean, I haven't tried it, so I don't know, but to me it seems like Knives is going to be the hardest one and could be the winning or losing of your I don't know. I throw so matches. You still do the three bowls, right? In the centerboard? I don't ever aim at them. So, so occasionally I will, when I'm just messing around, I'll throw at those. I mean, it doesn't seem too crazy. Uh, just, I don't know, man. I mean, I can at least get, get it close, but maybe better, right, better to say, get a three than a zero. All right. All but right, if you get you a four and a three, then then you're yeah, really you screwed. <laughs> yeah, so you go four. You go for the middle bull, you get a four. All right, now you go for a three. Or go for another bull, you hit a three. Now what are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, probably, I mean, I'm probably going to go low bull. Because I feel like the low bull is easier than the high bull from two rotation. All right, but let's say you miss, you're gonna get a zero. Or Unless I'll get you miss a two. low, low. Yeah, then I'll just get a two. I don't know. Or just play around, just play around the world. Yeah, like just start off with a. Honestly, I'll probably just go for the middle bull again. Yeah. If I'm gonna risk getting a zero, there's a chance I could get a five. Five. Yeah. All right, hold on. It just if you're on another team, don't listen to what I just said. Definitely go for the other bull again. The low one's much bigger and easier. <laughs> Very true. Um, Speaking of other teams, um, it'll be it'll be our first time that we can finally like talk about not just being excited to see the women's teams or the uh, expansion teams, but I know both of us are excited to see both of those types of teams. Um, the women's team, especially both both. Um, Jenna and Amanda, both our wives, throw uh, for the women's team. So yep. it'll be cool to see them. <clears throat> get I think to they might be one of watch. the. They might be one of the only teams, only one of the only new teams with jerseys. Yeah, I think so. Um, we opted so. to to just stick with t-shirts for right now because we're working on a couple sponsorship things, and rather than buy jerseys. Speaking of, I don't time. know where my, I don't know where my shirt is. And is there anybody that we needed to get a shirt for? Not for this one. That's why. I, that's why I sent that message out. You sure? Pretty positive. I'll double check real quick. Uh, <laughs> I thought there was one person, maybe, but maybe not. Um, I don't think so. Either way. Um, oh, uh, somebody messaged me this morning, and they were like, "I just listened to uh, the podcast um, on my way to while I was getting ready for work," and I was like, "Oh, I like to be honest. I haven't gone back and listened to." any of them yet but um i uh i was like oh was it like was it good and they were like 
the part about the parking spot. <laughs> and I was like, I forgot <laughs> about that. It was Matt, Matt. Matt messaged me and he was like, I was low. He said I was low key pissed, but. Oh, high, he said, I was high key pissed. Shit was so funny. So <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode, you should go back and listen to it because uh, we pulled a quick one on on uh, Money Matt. Yeah, it was uh, pretty awesome. While while trying to park. So yeah, um, pretty much pretty much at this point, I feel like I went through and cleaned up a lot of my phone storage so I can like take constant video because I feel like there's so much stuff that <laughs> happens that, that we, we miss that would be good. Good to put in. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I think that's it. We have anything else? Um, Yeah. Just a couple quick things for after Keystone. Oh, also we did miss one, one thing we need to discuss the traveling pro tip. Oh yeah. Traveling pro tip. If you're like, Oh, you guys travel a lot. You must have all this money. No, Um, it, it is expensive um to travel um but the thing that makes it the easiest for myself for the last two years is that um we have a southwest credit card and we um earn a companion pass every year and the way that that works is basically if you earn it on a traditional in the traditional method then you get it for the rest of the calendar year and then the following calendar year as well so it does get tricky after you earn one to earn it again the next year. You got to use the card correctly, bonus points when you can, et cetera. Yeah, check, check but, for your hotel stays through the Southwest app so you can get higher yeah, points but, on those. But. but Southwest has been the only reason that we're able to go to as many tournaments as we do. Um, and Kyle just got his companion pass as well. Yeah, so I, I just keep – because we fly so much Southwest – uh, one thing that I always do when I look for Southwest is I don't even go to like Southwest.com or the app. Um, I just go, I just search in Google Southwest low fare calendar and it'll pull up their, their cheapest fares for the entire calendar. And I select my tickets that way. But because I've been traveling Southwest so much, I've been getting all these things in the mail and I got one for a card like a month ago. And I was like, yeah, why not? I'll just I think fill I sent this it out. to you also. Yeah, it was we, um they had a promotion. It was like it was, forty thousand points plus the companion pass. So, yeah. so also I got the companion pass, but now I also got a huge jump on the points needed to get that pass again. Uh, so yeah, hopefully so, I can get there or get as many flights needed. So but yeah, that's that's a pro tip. And they have you get two free check bags. So Yeah. So you're we take every bit of advantage of that with all the podcast stuff that we carry around. Yeah, Axis flying free. Jenna always brings um her earrings. So if you've been looking for any axe related or even non-axe related earrings, uh JNL Designs, she brings those earrings to every tournament. Um, and we don't have to pay for an extra bag. So um, I mean, bags alone can easily be, you know, if you bring four bags. You're yeah, talking two hundred dollars. If you, if you each accidentally way. like come across, uh, you know, most people like shove their bags full. So even if you're at like a forty pound, I, th- I think Southwest is also fifty pounds. It is fifty. Where like some of the other, most of the others that you actually have are to pay 40. for your bags are forty. So if you stuff your bag full and it's like thirty nine pounds, and then you go through the maker's table and you see 
another axe that you need to dig to get home. Now you're paying probably another thirty to fifty dollars on top of that. Yeah. Um, so if your ticket price was a little cheaper going through United or uh, whatever other Delta, whatever other airline, yeah. Think about your bags. I feel like that's yeah. kind of the same thing that people don't think about with entry fees uh, at tournaments. Like, uh, four hundred dollars for PLS is so expensive, but like, oh, but you just paid three hundred and eighty dollars for this tier one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just uh, Southwest. Um, and then yeah, check those bags because like if you're if you're and, and you can sometimes get away, but you if you're traveling with axes, you have to check at least one bag. So that's an immediate forty, fifty, you know, maybe thirty on some. And it's way um, easier airlines. to walk through the airport with just a carry on. Yeah, like I only backpack. take my backpack. Yeah. yeah, I take my Goliath bag and the white one. Actually, I will say I had my concerns about the white bag being the one that I carry through the airport. It's still pretty white. I, I did Scotch guard it when I first got it, and other than that, I haven't really done anything. I haven't even tried to like wipe it off or do anything. Yeah, and it's still works at it or anything. No, like <laughs> it's still pretty white. So. Shout out to the white Goliath bag for staying doing a staying job. white. Yeah. Um, all right. So traveling pro tip, check out Southwest, Southwest card. Check out the uh, even if pass. you aren't going to get the card. Yeah. Check out more Southwest flights um, with the checked bags. I mean, they're an immediate saving, even if the ticket itself might not be cheaper. By the time you do the math for checking a bag, both directions, it usually is. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Uh, um, but yeah, after after Keystone, we've got the PLS Spring Fling. So we talked about yep. new pro league members. Um, yeah, if, if we mentioned you, you were up, if, your if name you were on, on that list, list yeah. you can sign up, and you will be receiving a message from us. Yeah, and then uh, if you finish in the top twenty five in Big Axe Duels or Knife, and you're not a pro league member in Hatchet. Uh, be on the lookout as well we're going to shoot you guys messages as well to invite you because that's you know being our yeah, we're gonna... our opinions about pro status is that you can be a pro in big x and still be a member or a, a participant in the pro league series so um yeah so we're we're definitely we got spring fling the hard sign up what what do we got hard, hard april 1st april 1st April 1st is going to be sign up, no cap, sign up as many of you and your friends that meet the criteria. And then we will be doing signups um, beyond that if we have room. If not, then that will be the final cutoff date. Yeah. And then you so miss, depending you upon out. numbers on April 1st, because we don't want to have over 100 people um, for the event, um, we don't want it to take forever. Um, yeah. So. We are kind of limiting it there. If we reach the uh, 96 point before then, also uh, we will keep um, allowing. Spring but after is that, in, we will not. Is in Indianapolis, which does have Southwest that flies to it. So yeah. get that. Uh, get those. Jim points. is actually considering us flying now. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Just because we would have three weekends of driving back to back. Because I would go there, then Knoxville, then. Um, Riverbend, Riverbend. So, yeah, we're considering flying. I think Jenna was looking at tickets last week. So, who knows? I might be flying there instead of driving now. Yeah, depends on who else is going to go. 
Yeah, so Spring Fling um, at Flying Squirrel Axe Time. Um, yep. So Elm City providing the boards again. And then um, had a pretty good conversation this week. Um, we should have refreshments provided by these guys right here. Liquid Death. Death. So excited for that. Um, so the event should be should be a good event. So Yeah. I know Ryan's I'm excited. At, I think we have officially decided that we are going to do um, regular. The, the last time we tried a new scoring mechanism for knife, we're not going to do that for this event. Um, we do have an idea for the following event, for the summer event, um, where we might try something new. But as of right now, we're going to do um, knives, just normal scoring. We're going to do 2022 and 2023 knives so any wktl knife will be fine um as well as any uh anything from proud blades so um just to wrap uh wrap a couple things up um keystone is uh coming up next for the next episode we will have more guests um whether that's people at the house uh, at ian's or yeah, I think, winners round table we might be able to we might be able to sneak in two episodes if we are quick about both of them. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. I don't think we'll do an episode at the venue, but we might do it at, at um, Ian's place. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. So um, uh, that's going to wrap up episode 4.5. So we'll see you guys at Keystone here in a couple week and a half. So. Yeah. Help us out. Like, subscribe whatever you'll just get a notification on your phone whenever we re- release right. a new episode. We have gotten um, uh, a couple donations too through uh yeah. through what was Anchor now, is now Spotify, Spotify for, for podcasters. Podcast. So yeah. If you feel so, inclined yeah. to support uh support the podcast in any way, um it will be used towards equipment and trying to make this podcast uh better. Yeah. So if you feel inclined to donate, um we really appreciate That's, it. I think we're sitting at like 50 something subscribers. I have a, a Goliath backpack that I will um, give away when we get to a hundred. So oh, there we go. We, we will figure out exactly how to give that away before then, but just know if you subscribe, you will be entered and you will at least know how to enter when the time comes. So we're at like 52 or 53, I think, when I looked last. So that's on Spotify for podcasters? That's on Spotify. Um, Spotify followers. So follow us on Spotify for a chance at the uh, Goliath backpack, which 100 uh, might take a while. I don't know. If you are a subscriber through YouTube as well, uh, we'll throw your name in there as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll come up with a, a number between the two of them. So yeah. either 100 there or I don't know what we have on YouTube. Sure. Um, we'll we'll put those numbers in though and let you guys know. But glass backpack giveaway. And then we're trying to get some more stuff um, from venues and things like that to to have some giveaways. So that's right. All, All right, right guys. well, thanks we'll for tuning you, in. See you, see you in a week guys. and a half.